podcast on a stool um because it makes me feel like I'm like I'm I don't know like I'm like I'm doing like a breakfast show or something where I'm just kind of high up I don't know I think I'm I think I'm like a little bit like you know how cats love to be elevated and they're like "Ooh, I'm in a tree look at me or whatever I don't I don't know hello everyone um that was just a spiel a spiel so that you know that I'm never really prepared for um for anything in this life, in this world. I have a lot of points um, before we get to the festivities. Um, This is our Christmas episode. So um, by our Christmas episode, I mean mine and yours because we are, I don't know, I don't know. I'm staring in the, I'm staring in the mirror and I'm beautiful. That's all you need to know. So what did you do this week? So it's been, it's been a week, actually. It has been a week. So I went, I want to say, I want to, I want to say I went busking, but I, honestly, it's been such a long week that I don't remember any of it. So, um, yeah, I, um, did I, did I even go busking this week? Was that even Monday? Yes, it was. Um, so I did, um, I did some busking for music and hospitals on the weekend, um, which I talked about last week and then I went busking on Monday and then I've kind of had like one of those weeks where it's been like it started off kind of normal and then it just went like oh you're doing a thing every day good luck everyone um, and so I did a, a couple of like off-brand music and hospital things um, and then I did a wedding yesterday which um, okay here's just here's just just practical things if you're going to a church this christmas uh bring a bring a fashion coat bring a bring a fashion coat and wear lots of layers because they are freezing like this this wedding was packed like the girl the girl was popular um but it was i have so many things on my phone everyone is texting me i'm exhausted um i'm exhausted (laughs) um but yeah the wedding the the like church was absolutely packed it was kind of like it wasn't like a small small church it was like a like a medium-sized church you know um everyone like all the all the music musical people are like yeah i know like uh mm, like like 150 200 people like that's a that's a decent size um but yeah it was um it was still packed and it was freezing and I was right next to a radiator and so in between like my little harpy bits I was like sticking my entire body on this radiator at the back of the church just like please warm up like it was fine and it was nice and warm before they opened all the doors and then they just like left all of the doors open um so that people could come in and then it was freezing cold and I was like I'm just gonna wear this nice little dress from Hobbs and a nice little cardigan and it was 
old it was so cold and I had my raincoat and I was like should I just put on my raincoat because I am freezing uh but I didn't because I was like you know what at some point a photographer is gonna come take a photo of me and I don't want like a picture of me in a in a beige raincoat to be like in their like wedding album I don't want them to be like why was the harp wearing a raincoat inside um yeah I know my entire job is aesthetics and it's all a lie uh but it was yeah it was a really like fun ceremony but I have like so um it was a church ceremony and I always find as a harpist doing church ceremonies that you always have to be like um you're always like you meet them in the morning and you're like what are you doing what am I doing let's work together here and um this this organist was really really lovely it was a woman for a change I'm always like shocked and surprised when I see other like women musicians doing things in the same circles that I'm doing things because I'm like oh my god there's there's room for more of us um <laughs> thank you feminism what is it I don't know um what is it this and Lena Dunham I guess um I too am a very problematic white woman thank you um but like I they um so I really really like I don't I'm not a huge fan of church weddings because I find that there's just too many musical numbers firstly um there's too many musical numbers and none of people always know all the musical numbers so like this one oh my god it was so funny so they had like um the first hymn was love divine no idea I know I know you're looking at me like I'm what I have no I've never heard that song before yeah me neither um the second one was the holly and the ivy and i was like yes bitch i know this one i know exactly all the words and i'm excited about it um i did not have like a little hymn sheet i had my ipad so i brought up the holly and the ivy on my ipad i only had three verses in mine and there's five verses so i was there like the holly and the ivy like for the first three verses just like belting my little heart out and then um because this congregation despite the fact that it was huge was like everyone singing like this because it was like what no what are you doing what are you like honestly honestly if you do a church wedding and you don't tell people what the hymns are before like before they get there like I don't know that's like an easy that's like an easy tip for any brides listening if you are having a church wedding and you um want your congregation to I don't know be enthusiastic to be there and know the words and everything um and know the tune half the time I I feel like I don't even know the tune just tell them what they're singing beforehand let them rehearse maybe I don't know get like a group a group together and get them to maybe kind of disperse in the congregation so that you have people belting um because I feel like I feel like there there's just a level of um I don't know there's just like like there's not enough people that go regularly to church and sing hymns that people know what the, t the hymns are and I was talking with this to the organist and like this is a common thing with like I don't know boring church people is that they're always like the lack of like people going every week because like if you're doing a church wedding um the implication is that the congregation is also like religious and they also all go to this church and they know all of the hymns so you they're they're singing things that they know um but in reality it's like you doing a church wedding and then half the congregation doesn't like goes to church on christmas day um 
and then they don't know the the hymns and so like they know they know the ones from school and so you always get like the ones that you learn at school um and it's kind of like Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but this one, like, it's a, it's a Christmas wedding, and she didn't pick very good Christmas ones, and I'm a little bit sad because I really wanted to belt a descant. Um, I know, right? Right? Am I right? I am a hundred percent right. If you do a Christmas wedding and you don't choose, like, I don't know, like, like once in royal or um, uh, yeah, I do know, I do know. Lord in that forlorn stable with the oxen standing by. That has a desk count. I just had to check with my mind. Um, or Oh Little Town of Bethlehem. Or Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Or, um, what's the other one? Oh Come All Ye Faithful. That one's my favorite. Um, like, if you don't pick those ones, but like, like, Ugh, just honestly, honestly, you're miss you've missed the whole fun of it. You've missed the whole fun. So she picked um, Love Divine again. No idea, and also not a Christmas one. Uh, the Holly and the Ivy, which has too many verses. Five is too many. Like it was kind of short because the organist didn't do like a little introduction in between each one, and she played it quite quickly. And also, <laughs> I only sang three verses because I did not have the remaining two verses, which was a little bit sad. And then um, Silent Night, which um, fine, but like fine. I get fine. It's a it's a fine hymn. Um, actually, it's it's one of my favorites if you have SATB or if you just have soprano and alto because there's a nice little, it's just, it's easy harmonies, it's fun, people can pick it up and um, it sounds cute. They did um, drop the the key a couple, couple notches, which was really nice. Um, but usually when I'm like in my voice, I, I knew this because in my voice, I was like, sleep in heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace. And like, it, it, it has that feel of going up to that E is like a really nice thing where it was like a it was like a I think it was like a like a C or a or a D and it just didn't have the same kind of ease. I don't know. But it was quite nice to sing. Um and I was the loudest person in the room, as per usual. Um yeah, but it was it was really it was really good. I'll give you three guesses as to um what was the bridal procession procession though. It was um it was either was it was it um a thousand years or a thousand years or a thousand years by Christina Perry. Um, it was a thousand years. I I hope in 2019 that um, there's like a new trendy one that people want. Um, but to be honest, I know a thousand years from memory at this point. Um, it is the only thing that I have memorized in B flat, um, which says a lot considering my version of Canon Lang is Canon Lan is in E flat. Uh, for those international viewers, Canon Lan is the uh, like the the Welsh equivalent of O Danny Boy. Um, the the Welsh equivalent. Yeah, it's um, it's 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 actually a really really nice one for the walk down. It gets a little bit kind of actually no, you can go quite a few places for the signing of the register if they take a little bit longer. You can kind of put some nice easy things in because it's still pretty interesting 
um, they had Stand By Me for the signing of the register, which um, which is fine for a regular signing of the register, but for a church signing of the register, I feel like you need a couple more. Um, but there wasn't, like, the... You know there's, like, that bit in church weddings where they, like, fully take the bride and groom off and you're like, this is a concert now. Um, they they didn't do that, so it was nice and quick, but it was still, like, okay, what? How could, where can I go from this? Um, but I managed it, and I did great. Um, and then for the walkout, they had something else. Something puppy. Um, but I did get to the point where I was, like... Organists have the best job because, firstly, they don't ever have to talk to people. Um, like, they don't have a clunky instrument to get out of a building. They they can pretty much, like, just put on a coat and be disguised for the whole thing. And half the time, they are, like, on a different floor or, like, on a different level or somewhere else in a church. And so you don't even see them half the time. Um, and they can just sort of, like... I don't know, they can just sort of leave quite quite succinctly and they can go out through like a back gate or something um, because they always have like a separate entrance on a different floor and I, I'm slightly jealous. What I'm trying to say is I'm thinking of leaving the harp and becoming an organist so that I can like sneak out of, out of things better. Um, also, they always seem to have like good job security because you're like, like if you're an organist at a, at a church, you're the organist at that church. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Also, congregations are, like, kind of, kind of bad at singing along nowadays. Um, just because I am always the loudest person at any wedding. Um, and, and, and I'm being paid to be there. Um, yeah, but it was, it was, it was, it was good. It was, it was a fun wedding. And then I have, like, a little, um... I have like a little dinner thing tonight, which is I did last year, um, and it's yeah, it's really cute. It was um, it's like a coach trip thing, Christmas thing. I don't know, I don't know, but this um, this agency gets me in to do it, um, which was quite quite fun. I won't give you the name of the agency because they they, I I have no idea how what they do, how it came to be, or how they got my my information, but um. I've done, done a lot of gigs with them and it's um it's been quite nice when the guy was like last year when we were arranging it and he was like how much do you want to be paid and I was like well it's a dinner so I want 250 pounds like it's a it's an hour and a half of dinner playing um that's like that's that's pretty standard especially this close to Christmas and he was like oh okay <laughs> I was like what <laughs> excuse me um yeah, so that's that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and that's kind of what I did this week. I, I have a couple of points. Just, um, okay, my first thing is just about the Save Goody Who thing, which if you have not submitted your um, objection to the planning proposal, uh, do that. Do that, I think, before the end of the year for it to come in. Um, you can sign the petition, but objecting to the planning pro planning proposal um, is the best way of doing that. Um, and you can do that by just searching Save Goody Who or Guilford, Guilford Crescent. Um, but, like, my main point was that we, like, the Wales Online, like, the big fuss that it was kicked up was, like, it was two days after the planning, the planning, like, 
permission or whatever it was was like put up on the council website like it was it was two days since that happened that goody who like got the the letter from the landlord saying we're not we're closing everything down in january um to demolish the building like and if we didn't know if like they hadn't been told two days after the planning permission was like put up on the council website to be like done if they had just been kept in the dark until like the middle of january after the planning commission permission had been put through we wouldn't know like like that's the level of like journalism uh, in like in for like whales online is they don't have like they, they don't have a google alert no one is looking at the planning permission of cardiff which is it, like it's it's crazy i don't know it's it just it makes no sense as to why you wouldn't have someone like like a journal like a, a trained journalist these people went to school for journalism um like looking at like very boring things in order to bring you news at like in a timely fashion like because we wouldn't know unless the landlord hadn't been like cocky and told goody who that he wasn't renewing their lease um like we wouldn't we wouldn't know we would not know um so that's just that's just my rant about Wales Online being a terrible news organization because it's essentially if it is not um I don't know if it's not some form of like viral video about homeless people um like honestly genuinely I've had enough of that um just like it's it's never like it's never practical things. It's never like, here's what you can do to help the homeless in Cardiff. It's all like, look, this man's tent was on fire. So someone bought him a new tent. It's like, give him a fucking house. Jesus, how hard is that? Um, like, what are you doing? Um, but like, if it's not a press release, there, it's not, you, like, it's impossible to find news in Cardiff. Like, I get all of my political news from, like, following labor journal uh, labor um staffers on twitter that's like 90 percent of all of my news it just comes from that and conversations with other cardiff-based political people like that's it that's how you know things and there's no like out there's no outlet for that and it's just it seems really weird because like bbc wales doesn't even do that like they they will print like you have to really really keep up in order to see like anything I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do I want to start a rival newspaper? No. Do I want someone else to start a rival newspaper? Yes. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there into the universe. If you um want me to come write an opinion piece about um honestly about anything um about ways to help the homeless in Cardiff um don't ask me because I don't know because again. I'm getting all my news from Wales Online, so um, I could tell you all of the press releases that have been happening recently, uh, but I could not tell you anything useful. Um, I something is like fully ringing, like woo. What is that? Is that woo? Oh, it's my music stand. My music stand is ringing, so um, you're welcome for that. You're very welcome for that. I'm just gonna screw it in so it so it doesn't make a woo. There we go. It was it was making a ringing, so that's what that is. You're welcome. Is this episode ruined because of that? Maybe, but we'll never know. Um, I watched the Ellen, Ellen stand-up special. She she did a stand-up special called Relatable. 
Um, here are my points. The room is too big and too kind. So like she's doing this in a gigantic theater, and in reality she should have been doing it in a in like a small small theater, like something that wasn't thousands of seats, something that was hundreds of seats, because like it is it's gigantic, and like she says like one thing, and she just gets like she's like, and then I got my show, and then like she gets five minutes of clapping, and it's like you're like it's just it's it's fodder to the material it's just kind of like it's it's filling out between the jokes too much and it was just kind of a little bit distracting because like whenever they do stand-up specials on netflix they do them in kind of quite small things like they'll do them in like a ucb theater somewhere and it's kind of like 40 to 50 to 100 people and it's and it's nice because it, it allows the comedian to stay quite tight, whereas this felt quite like loose. Um, it is also there's there's just so much applause for simple things. It it was quite funny. It was about forty minutes too long. Uh, no, twenty minutes too long. It should have been twenty minutes instead of an hour because I felt like an hour was a bit was a bit much. It was kind of like. It was, yeah, it was kind of, it was very kind of, there were really, really, really good bits. And then there were bits that were just sort of like filler. And there were bits where she was just kind of like doing like physical comedy bits for a bit too long. And it was like, okay, we get it. We get it. You try on shoes and you do stuff in your shoes. Okay. Oh, she's, she's still going. Okay. Um, oh, okay. She's still, like, she does this like bit where she's just walking around the stage doing like, this is what you do when you try on shoes for like two minutes too long. Um, and then there's like a lot of like videos and memes that she just like puts up on the stage. Um, and it's like, it's, it's like relying on content comedy that I thought was a little bit lazy. Like, cause she's so funny and like the bits where she's like, it's like a really, really well constructed joke. And like, it's really, really brilliantly funny. It's hilarious. And then the rest of it, you're like, you could have cut this, could have trimmed the fat a little bit. Um, speaking of trim the fat, no, um, it, yeah, it, at times it felt more like watching your gay aunt do a slideshow presentation of just like things on her camera roll, you know? Um... Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fine. Like, it was really funny for the first half hour, and then it was fine. Um, I don't know. And, uh, like, with Netflix and things, I feel like you're not tied to doing an hour, because it's not gonna, like, like, it, it could have been 40 minutes of the best thing that Ellen has ever produced. Uh, but it was an hour of, kind of, really good stuff and then mediocre stuff. This is my hot takes on things. Um, yeah, that was, that was it. Um, speaking of that, I'm thinking of doing a hundredth episode live taping. Um, yeah, I know, I know, I know. She, 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 she comments on Ellen not being funny enough and then she's like, has the audacity to be like, I'm thinking of just getting a, getting a, getting a studio audience in to listen to me ramble for an hour. Um, but mine is different because nobody cares about me. Um, I couldn't care if I live or die. As Pat Regan frequently says on Seek Treatment, a better podcast than this one. Um, but my main question for myself this week when I've been like, 
okay, I could do a, I could do a live studio, like a live taping of something. Um, it would be like an hour. It'd be really fun. We could do it in a local Cardiff like pub thing. Um, I feel like we could do it in Porter's and like kind of like a, a weekday evening at some point and people would love it. Or if Goody Who gets saved, we could do it in Goody Who. Um, fingers crossed at this point because I know that they'll let me have the, the venue for really cheap. So fingers crossed. Um, but my main question this week has been what guests would I have on? Because like, I have so many wonderful friends who have been on the podcast, who have yet to be on the podcast. Um, and I'm just like, who would, like, I've been really thinking about the people who I know who would be great to have an interview, like, like our regular interviews, like our regular scheduled interviews. Um, but I know that there are certain people who would really feed off their being an audience and really just like, just like win. Um, and so I've been kind of like trying to, trying to, I don't know, go through my mind as to who would be the best people for that. Uh, so if you have suggestions, give me a, give me a message because, um, I have a couple of ideas, but, but I'm not, I don't, I don't know, but we have like 50 episodes to go. So it's okay. I have time. Um, so look out for that in summer 2019. Um, yeah, so that was, that was it. I also finally got paid for like all of my gigs. So at the start of the week, I put, I had 80 pounds in my bank account because, um, my harp insurance was supposed to go out on Monday. Um, I don't know what's happening with that. I, I don't, I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. Um, yeah. So at the beginning of the week I had, I had that. And then I was like, um, oh my God, it's not even my big harp. It's my little harp. Oh my God. I have, okay. I have too many harps and I have too much insurance for those harps. I'm just going to say it now. That's, it, it's a lot. Um, but then I got paid for like the, um, Admiral thing and for tour and for like a gig that I did. And I was like, oh, I have a thousand pounds in my bank account. Oh, I can pay my mortgage. Great. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Ugh, but I was just like I I was like I'm I'm just getting to the point where I'm I'm slowly realizing that my inability to save isn't entirely my fault. Like I'm not bad with money. Like in the sense that I like it's there's a lot of like uncertainty in being a freelance musician. Oh my god, like honestly, someone is screaming into their phone, you stupid fucking bitch, you should have realized this at the very beginning where you're like <laughs> the statement, uh, there's a lot of uh, financial uncertainty being a freelance musician. I know, someone hit me so like if you see me in the street throw like a live fish at me because at this point I'm just like I, I'm just hack, I don't know I don't know, I don't know um yeah, but like I my I've been going through my finances and I've been like, oh, if I don't go to B and Q, I will save one hundred and fifty pounds a month. Um, I don't know what I'm spending at B and Q. Don't ask me. Don't. Hey, we come to this podcast every week, and I give you my thoughts, my opinions, oftentimes bad, um, and you just have to, you just have to, kind of take that on board, and. Um, and yeah, um, this is a judgment-free zone. Don't um, don't come to me with your opinions unless they are um, really helpful. 
<laughs> or unless they're better than mine. Usually they're better than mine. But my new mantra, you know how this year it's been, it's all tax deductible. My new mantra is 15% late payment fees, 15% per day, 15% per day. 15% per day. Say it with me, 15% per day. Because I'm getting like 210 pounds because Admiral was four days late paying me. Um, which is really nice. I'm slowly earning back my insurance money. So hopefully next year they'll have me back again and I can pay my car insurance from that. Um, which was great. These are just unrelated things, but um, you know Billy on the Street, the, the viral web sensation that became a television show. Billy on the street. Billy Eichner running around yelling at people. The theme tune is... He's making dreams come true. Billy on the street. Um, he's not making dreams come true. He's just yelling at tourists and New Yorkers. That's all he's doing. He's just yelling at people. How is that making dreams... I don't... Honestly, honestly, honestly. My theme tune is when you're known and unknown by those close to your home. You can walk down the street and you may happen to meet a friend to you and a friend to me, a hyper-local celebrity. It's Sam, it's me. Um, like, that completely coherent. That makes sense. That's on brand. Billy on the street, not making dreams come true at all. Not at all. Except for that one girl who got to meet Lin-Manuel Miranda. I'm sure that her dreams came true. But apart from that, really not. Like, apart from that, he's just yelling and scaring people. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I also had this discussion the other day with um, the dear sweet Dr. Catherine Deerfield about how I don't like how Ellen scares people because I feel like it's an abuse of power. Um, like, like I don't know. I don't, I don't like how she like has celebrities on and then scares them um, because it seems like, like because it's kind of like I don't know. I like she has all of the power in that situation, and she's choosing like she has a huge platform, and she has like just millions of followers billions of international like followers and fame and she's like choosing to have these celebrities on and then scare them um and it seems like an abuse of power honestly it seems like it's it seems like like it seems like bullying quite frankly and i think in 2019 she needs to be best <laughs> this is terrible this is honestly terrible um Okay, final point. I watched Bird Box, so you don't have to. Bird Box is the new Netflix film with Sandra Bullock and Sarah Paulson. Okay, spoilers ahead. Uh, Sarah Paulson dies very quickly into the film. Very upset about that. Wanted to see where she got on. Wanted to see what she did. She's obsessed with horses. I love it. Sarah Paulson, she wants to be on a horse. Um, my other thoughts... Um, it's uh, surprisingly unpleasant. Wouldn't 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 um wouldn't recommend if you're home alone drinking wine by yourself watching it it is also over two hours long it's like two hours and five minutes no i don't need a sandra bullock internet movie that is over 90 minutes 90 minutes perfectly also kind of wish it was a christmas movie i kind of wish oh sandra bullock she falls in love with this beautiful man um and it's great and it's the apocalypse but also it's kind of christmas um, that's my, that's my hot take on Bird Box. Like, if they remake it, make it a Christmas movie. Because, like, it makes no sense that you released it two days ago, and it's, um, not a Christmas movie. I want the Princess Switch, too. Um, the ending is kind of, um, kind of, I don't know. So, in the film, um, 
there's like a magic wind monster that makes everyone crazy and kill themselves. Um, that's that's it. I shouldn't say crazy as much as I do, and I, I apologize, and I feel bad every single time I say it. Uh, it makes everyone um, psychopathic and kill themselves. Um, or others. Or others. There's like a division, and some people are like killing other people, and some people are um, killing themselves. And it is um, surprisingly unpleasant to watch. Would not enjoy it. But there's like birds and there's a box of birds and they take them to this place and they're like, we got to get to the end of the river. And there are two children and they're really annoying. And I don't care if they live or die. Like these children are just like the fine, I guess. I guess they're fine. And Sandra Bullock is like being mean to them because um, she's a sociopath who had to have a child, I guess. Um, and Sarah Paulson dies really quick into the movie and it's really upsetting. Um, what was my main takeaway? Like, okay, so at the end, you know how at the end of every, like, horror film, they always kind of, like, either, ex like, they, they, they die and you kind of see, like, in Cloverfield, where they die and you kind of see the monster taking over the, taking over the world and you're like, ooh, wonder if there'll be a sequel and then there's, like, five sequels and you don't watch any of them <laughs> because you're not that invested in the franchise. Um, or they like, they, they make it to safety and they kind of figure out a way to, to fight it. And that's like the end of it. Like in I Am Legend where they're like, we're gonna fight it. Um, this had none of that. This had Sandra Bullock, spoiler alert, ending up in a school for the blind, uh, where she meets her gynecologist and, um... For some reason, the birds war like the, the the sentence the the sentence the the blind man at the end says is the birds warn the sighted people when the creatures are near, and that's all we get, like that's that's all the solution that they have in Bird Box to like survive. Also, a lot of other points of this, um, they still have running water and electricity. Who is doing that? Like, how is that working? Because that is never explained, and also. Also, in a world where, in a world wherein, if you go outside or look outside, you will go and and kill yourself or others. Um, how are they still running all the power plants and things and still have water filtration and, and clean running water? Because um, I don't believe that. It's worse than in Contagion, a film that I only watched because Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Thank you. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, sadly, like Sarah Paulson, dies very soon into the film. Um, spoiler alert, don't fucking watch Contagion. It's a bad movie. Anyway, in Contagion, at the end, you realize that even though no one can go outside, they still all have electricity, running water, and Wi-Fi. Like, that's a three-month vacation. I'm sorry, but no, that's a three-month vacation. Like, if someone is giving you rations and just tells you, hey, sit tight, you're still going to have Netflix, uh, you're still going to have running water and power, you can Skype your parents, ev everything will be fine, all of the phone networks will still work. Um, that's not a horror movie. That's not a thriller. That's not a global... Like, that's just... That's just a nice vacation. That should have been a Christmas movie. Um, yeah, don't watch Contagion or Bird Box if you're, um, like me and fragile and don't want to watch a two-hour movie. I got up four times to pee because, um, because it's a four-hour movie. 
it's a two hour movie and I got up a lot. I like to pee a lot. I'm an opportunistic peer. I think that's what I'm finding out as I, as I grow older is that if there is a chance to go to the loo, I will go to the loo whether I need to or not. It's like getting, every day is like getting on a plane. I think that's what we're getting to. Anyway, um, so as we near the end of the year, I have come up with some New Year's resolutions. Are you ready? And they're genuine, sincere New Year's resolutions, which seems very off color for me. Um, but I'm thinking of like saying them out loud and secreting them into the universe and then people will be like, and then they'll come true by magic or social media or something. Um, so like my main goal is apparently we're meant to have three months worth of salary reserved for if something happens. I do not have that. So 2019, 2019, um, I'm secretly hoping that I will at some point figure out a way in which to successfully save. I'm just not going to go to B&Q and save so much money. Um, enough to have three months salary just sort of sitting in a bank account somewhere doing nothing. Um, that's sort of my, sort of my kind of, I think that's sort of all, all of my financial goal. And to be honest, if there's only a month in there by the end of the year, perfect. If there's, if there's two, fantastic. If there's three, you did it. Well done. Um, if there's nothing, you know what? There's always next year. Or you get hit by a bus and there's no more years. So honestly, who's winning here? Me or the bus? Um... Okay, my second one is the sad one. You know how every bitch is like, I want to lose weight this year. I want to lose weight this year. Um, but it's not like a, I want to be skinny. It's a, I want all of my clothes to still fit me. So I have this monsoon dress that I wore for like, like it's, it's only a size down from where I am now because I have ballooned. I'm just the constantly inflating balloon. As a human woman, I am just constantly inflating. Um, and my goal is that by summer 2019, I can just wear this dress to all of the weddings that I go to. Because like, I had one dress this year that I just wore to all of the weddings because it was the only one that fit me. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I'm fat. Never mind. Um, yeah, but it's like, like, I feel like this is like a reasonable goal because it's only like a size down. It's like, I at most I will need to eat, like lose like an inch of body fat. Um, which is like easy to do in three to six months. So I'm not like setting the bar really high. I'm just trying to fit into something that fit me like a year ago. Um, actually probably two years ago. No, a year ago. I don't know. I'm just, honestly, I'm just trying to fill as many rooms as I can. I'm just trying to, I'm a feminist and I'm trying to take up as much space as possible. There, there, there we go. <laughs> I hope other people really enjoyed that joke as much as I enjoyed that joke. Um, and my final thing is to, um, oh, so I don't have like a plan as to how I'm going to fit into this dress. Um, it'll be the very boring things of diet and exercise. I'm thinking about joining a gym, although in my mind, the idea and like the process of losing weight and being healthy is really fucking boring. Like... Like when I see these people who are like going to the gym every day and are like thin and pretty and dressed terribly despite the fact that they have really nice bodies, it makes me just bored. I'm kind of like, oh, you you sit in a room and just pick things up and put things down a bunch. God, that must be dull. And it's such a long process. And I'm like, oh, I should, I should do it. 
Anyway, my third thing is just to do a live show. The music has started to play me out. So that's how I know that I should probably stop and let you all get on with your Christmas festivities. Anyway, um, yeah, have a, have a wonderful Christmas. Have a blessed new year. Happy Hanukkah for all of those who celebrated it this year. Happy winter solstice to all of the pagan listeners out there. Um, and we will see you all next year uh, for more of my nonsense. Anyway, goodbye, everyone.